Welcome back to the Ultimate Pocket Pair. And off we go. We're we're here. Okay. All right. (laughs) Starting over now. Uh Okay. Okay. Welcome back to the Ultimate Pocket Therapist. We are a mother and daughter team of Shannette and Brooke, wanting to educate, entertain, and enlighten all of you to mental health. That's what we do. That's what we do. And that went better that time. It did. It did. We had a rough start a minute it, it ago. Was. It's a yeah. good thing we can edit this stuff. Oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, before we get started, I will um, kind of go over the disclaimer. This is not a therapy session and I am not your therapist. So if anything that we talk about ever triggers or brings up issues for you, we suggest that you seek counseling. Again, There are really good resources in all areas, and we want to share a resource with you as well as one of our sponsors. This podcast is being sponsored by BetterHelp. Like we have mentioned in each of our podcasts, if anything we talk about triggers or brings up any issues, don't hesitate to seek counseling. Everyone has struggles, and therapy does not need to be scary. Everyone deserves to be happy, and you don't need to worry about finding a therapist near you. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is really about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself because you are your greatest asset. And as a special offer to Ultimate Pocket Therapist listeners, you can get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com slash therapist. That's betterhelp.com slash therapist. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this podcast. All right. So what are you doing? What am I doing? Why are you here? (laughs) I'm the therapist. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Why am I here? I don't know. Okay. (laughs) No idea. That's valid. Me neither. I'm going to go home now. (laughs) You know how to work all this, don't you? Yeah. Oh, no. Mm -mm. (laughs) Do not leave me with technical equipment. (laughs) Anyway, so what we're going to do today is um, we actually received quite a few emails following our last episode on EMDR in which we had Dana here as a guest. Mm -hmm. And so going through, um, I I picked a couple that I just wanted to um, kind of read and share because I think they hit home for a lot of people. Yeah. Okay. And not necessarily that there's issues for us to like work on or no. discuss we're not well, we working. can't we can't work on anything yeah this you are not the ther- their therapist that's right mm-hmm. <laughs> we, are, we are not going there <laughs> so anyway so the first one that i want to share says hi ladies i just wanted to email you and tell you that the last episode on emdr really hit home for me and got me thinking about finding a therapist to work on my past trauma that I didn't know was a trauma until the podcast. (laughs) Okay. Same girl. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uncovered a lot. I 
had been married for over 10 years to a very controlling, mean man. I went to counseling for a couple of years and was finally strong enough to divorce him. I have since remarried to a wonderful man. We have a blended family, one child from my previous marriage and two from his. Co-parenting with my ex has been our biggest challenge. I have personally struggled in my new marriage to, quote, trust when he is kind. In the past, that was a trap and then used against me. I'm always waiting for something to happen, and it never does. I don't bring these feelings up with my new husband as it is not about him. He is consistently kind and giving. When you talked about past relationships can cause trauma, I realized that is what I'm dealing with. Thank you so much for talking about that subject. I'm excited to get into therapy and do EMDR as I know I really need it. Oh, yeah, nice. There we go. Yeah. Someone on the right path. Yep. But I think that we've talked about kind of we look at trauma as these major epic events in mm-hmm. our life and just being in a dysfunctional, controlling relationship, we don't realize the impact and the trauma. Yeah. You know, we understand it has a, a negative impact, but we really don't often look at it as trauma. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree because, yeah, it can be something very little, mm-hmm. but it will hold you back. Right. Yeah. In future, like she says, mm-hmm. she has a hard time trusting her new relationship. She's always probably waiting for the shoe to drop. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. And so Something being able to, to mm-hmm. readdress. Yeah. The It'd trauma. be interesting to know how long she's been in this new relationship. Yeah. Like you know, uh huh. How long this has carried over. Because mm-hmm. probably for a while. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah definitely. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of an interesting one. And then we, um, we have another one I want to share with. It says, um, Dear Ultimate Pocket Therapist and Guest, After listening to your podcast this week on EMDR, I realized that I have had a lifetime of trauma. I was raised by a very abusive mother. There were six kids, and I am third from the oldest. My dad was a truck driver, so he was gone for long periods of time. When he was away, all hell would break loose. We were hit with the belt often as we never did anything right and lived in fear of her losing her temper. I joined the army right out of high school just to get away. I met my wife while in the army and we wanted to settle down, so I did not re-enlist. I ended up marrying a mini version of my mother. She was not physically abusive to our kids, but she was a yeller. 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 Not the color yeller. Not yeller, yeller, but yeller, yeller. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was not going to have my children raised like that, and she would not get help, so I divorced her. I have not remarried, as I do not trust my judgment in women. I have gone to some counseling by myself and with my kids, and it was helpful I have never heard of EMDR, but I'm going to look into it. How I was raised was definitely traumatic, and I think my marriage was too. If it is helpful, I am thinking of having my kids go. Thanks for the info. That's great. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, once again, not a traumatic accident, a traumatic one singleized traumatic event, but a lifetime of buildup. 
starting obviously when he was really little. Yeah. And the same as our previous email, it Mm -hmm. was just a long time of small traumatic Mm -hmm. events being raised in a toxic home Mm -hmm. or in a toxic relationship. Yep. Yep. And be very traumatic, you know, and I think it's way more common than we realize because I think we look at trauma as, oh, you know, we didn't have this horrific thing happen so we can just get through it. Yeah. You know, or, oh, I'm out of that Mm -hmm. relationship. I'm over it. Yeah. And no, you're not over it Mm -hmm. because clearly it's affecting both of these. Right. Um, emailers, right. Emailers, emailers, like a yeller, (laughs) yeller emailers, (laughs) but it's obviously still affecting them. Oh yeah. And you know, like one has moved on, one has a hard time moving on. Right. Scared too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And both of them are still still stuck. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. Still getting in the way. Yep. Yep. And that's what we were talking about before is it just tends to continue to get in the way mm -hmm. and not major. They sound like they both still function. Yeah. You know, like, like, like Dana was saying in our previous episode is, you know, majority of her clients with trauma or issues or, you know, this past coming up and sneaking up on them, they all are successful and functioning and make it through the day, make it through the day are good at their jobs and careers. Yeah. Yeah. Good parents Mm -hmm. in another good relationship. Yeah. Whatever. But it's just lingering in the background. The past. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. See it all the time. Well, tell us about that. (laughs) (laughs) I know you have, so I know you have stories. Oh, stories. Yes. Tell us about some of your, your, Oh, traumatic trauma clients. Not that have inflicted trauma upon you, unless that is one of them. (laughs) (laughs) He traumatized as a therapist by hearing the trauma. Yeah. Oh, stories. Oh, I could tell stories for hours. It's because you're old. Well, I know. We keep talking about that, but actually I do. I've, you know what? The one that really stands out for me Mm -hmm. is quite a story. I know. Which I do know this one. What are you thinking? The um, attempt, attempt, wow, attemptive, attempt, attempted murder, murder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you like those kind of stories. Oh, I do. Because I am those podcasts. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I am a crime junkie at heart. You really are. um, Hey, sponsor us, crime junkie. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but no, I love that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I remember this story. Oh, yeah. This one was quite a story. So. Okay, so here we go. I'm trying to think. This has been, this is in the archives. Yeah, because you you don't do EMDR. No. But you have helped with lots of Mm -hmm. past traumas. Well, EMDR is only one one way modality, and Mm -hmm. it's fairly new. Yep. But in, in a therapeutic approach, not with EMDR, you know, we work with trauma going back and, and doing the, cognitive behavioral stuff, even going back and dealing with negative core beliefs and childhood stuffs, because oftentimes the trauma, uh, brings those to the surface, Mm -hmm. you know? And so, yeah, there's a lot of ways to deal with trauma and EMDR is, is new and exciting and effective, Mm -hmm. but it's not the only way, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. So this story that Brooke wants me to share. (laughs) Okay. Um, years ago I was working with a client And I'm trying to think, she's probably in her Mm mid-twenties. She had been married and divorced, had a child, and her ex-husband was 
just a probably chronic felon professional felon professional felon that was that was his job title Uh was just felon yeah that's and he had just been in and out of um prison and and jail Mm -hmm. and when this story occurred he was actually out of jail on a bond from like a bank fraud i think oh like he was yeah he had just gotten out okay Mm -hmm. and so he had contacted my client and wanted to meet her because he had some money for her, mm-hmm. okay? And she was a single mom. She had since gotten in another relationship and had a pretty steady boyfriend, but she didn't ever let him know that because he was so violent. Didn't let the Mm-mm. ex know. No, no, the yeah. ex didn't know about this. But anyway, but he had talked her into meeting him, and it was real, she was really suspicious because he wanted to meet her at night and kind of a dark area and he was going to give her money. And since she was struggling, mm-hmm. she was like, well, I could use the money. Okay. Yeah. And probably that inner hope of maybe he's mm-hmm. going to turn around and be a like really good, greener money. Yeah, yeah. Good co-parent finally, maybe. And so anyway, but she was, she was real leery. Mm-hmm. So she actually got one of her girlfriends to uh, follow her in a separate car because he had told her to come alone. Mm-hmm. You know, just things that just didn't add up. Yeah. You know, yeah, her, the yeah. red flags were mm-hmm. flying. Yeah. So anyway, she got to the spot and it went bad. And he actually tried to kill her. Attacked her. And the friend could not respond, do anything about it fast enough, but she called 911. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so I, just from the story, the police were there fast. Okay. Okay. And they got him. They had a description of the car and, you know. So he had gotten, attacked her, gotten back in his car and took off, And right? took off, but they yeah. got him. Yeah. Okay. And um, so anyway, she started therapy shortly after getting out of the hospital. Okay. Okay. And she had very severe injuries. And um, the one of the first things that we really had to address was just getting her through the first court appearance. Um, she had to go and testify. She was actually on the stand for two hours. Oh, my God. I know. And then the worst is his family was in the back of the courtroom sneering at her. Wow. And so we had really worked on just, like, getting through that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Besides even going back and dealing with the trauma, it was just like, this is what we are going to do to get through this. Okay. Yeah. But, um, over the course of therapy, which took a while. Okay. Because her anxiety was so high and her fear. Oh, I can imagine. He was in jail and he didn't get out again, but she was, every time she saw a car that looked like his or heard a noise at night, you know, that the fear would just go. She ended up getting a therapy dog, a big mean one. (laughs) <laughs> seriously like she went and got one that was purposely like a protective therapy dog uh-huh. mm-hmm. and she had that dog with her everywhere good <laughs> I know it was great it'd be like having yeah. like a canine yeah. uh canine canine yeah. officer with you all the time oh yeah you know <laughs> oh but there's another part of the story i forgot about this well he was in jail waiting for all of this to go down he attempted to hire a hitman to kill her and 
his parents paid for it. Okay. What a nice family. Right? You know, some of you might be like, oh, I don't yeah. think my in-laws like me. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder they're sneering at me in court. So I mean, kidding. this poor girl now knows her in-laws yeah. like yeah. Her, effing hate her. Yeah, they actually oh funded it. And the, the the jail caught on with the different people visiting and phone calls. They 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 record everything. Yeah, I think and, it's really funny these kind of stories because like what prisoners think that they're not being listened to. Right. There's no privacy in prison. No. And this happens yes. often mm-hmm. pe- where they call and think they're having a private right. conversation. Mm-hmm. And it's the funniest thing. Sorry. Anyways. Off. Yeah. So he actually did hire a hitman that was an undercover cop. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they had, so he went to the designated place, got the money from the guy's parents. Oh my God. And then of course didn't attempt to kill her cause he was the cop. You see what, what a way to put a nail in your own coffin. You right. Know? Oh yeah. Yeah. My, oh, my God. guess is he's going to be locked up for a really long time. Well, I, I just want to say this woman and that you're saying is like the definition of lucky, blessed, right. People watching out for her. Oh, she's her. got angels looking out oh, for her. Yes. I'll tell you. Oh my yeah. God. For going through that. Yeah. But I'll tell you, working with that kind of trauma and the anxiety and the fear related and, you know, always on that high alert state Mm -hmm. was really hard. It took a while, but she got through it and actually was able to go back to work and, you know, but she had really good support, close friends, good family, Mm -hmm. you know, the dog, the dog, the dog. Wow. Yeah. See, okay, so I know, like, these kind of stories sound like such an isolated incident. Like, oh, but, you know, that, that doesn't, doesn't really happen. happen. Yeah. Um, it It's kind of sickening how often it does happen. Oh, I know. So I have a very similar story um, that I had a coworker years ago, and we worked retail together. And she always had issues with her hand up into her elbow even. And so okay. she was always like either in a cast or fresh out of surgery or something. And it wasn't long until I realized it was like weekly something was happening with okay. her hand. And it was the same arm. So finally I got to know her well enough and was like, you know, tell me about your arm. Like what's going on? Because she'd always leave for doctor's appointments and everyone was super accommodating. Okay. And it was like everyone understood. So I'm like, tell me what's going on mm-hmm. with your arm. I thought maybe like a car accident or right. like an old break that never healed right. Or that's what I was assuming. Mm-hmm. No, come to find out when she was trying to divorce an ex-husband, he attacked her in, I think I was in her apartment because there was close neighbors. So either a townhouse or an apartment. Okay. He attacked her, thought he killed her. He attacked her, beat beat the shit out of her. Okay. okay. And then what he did is he ran a knife up her arm to slit that main vein that oh, runs. Oh, to make it look like a suicide. Make it look like a suicide. Or make it look like something crazy. Because she was beat up. Okay. okay. But it, he, it was one of those, he wanted to make sure she was not going to live. Okay. It was definitely, you're going to die. You are going yep. to die. So he slit from her, her wrist where it bends all the way up that little indent you have of that vein, yep. all the way into her elbow. Oh, no. And he got her arteries. Oh. But thankfully, he booked it out of there, and she was coherent enough. I think she was kind of playing dead. Okay. Like, playing knocked <sighs> yeah. out, uh-huh. even though Possum. she wasn't, mm-hmm. and was able to crawl the few feet to a neighbor's door and just knock and knock and knock, and they found her on the doorstep. And by the grace of 
God only does she not bleed out. Wow. And it was one of those, the Mm -hmm. ambulance was so fast. It was able to go, but she has, that was like, that was at that time, even like 10 years prior and and her hand still couldn't function because all these tendons and yeah. Yeah. And so I have even seen her since I worked with her. I didn't have a chance to like say hi. We were in a very public place and it was Mm -hmm. like, I just saw her afar Uh and her hand was still in a brace. Wow. And so it was like, she's forever going to have her hand not work right. Yeah. And it's just crazy. It's well, like you we think hear it's about this on the news all the time with ex-husbands or people or you know, ex-wives even yeah. get killing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know we think it's an isolated or it doesn't happen often, but unfortunately, it happens more than we well, want to think and about. The hitman thing too. Yeah, while she was like wait awaiting a trial, and they were trying to prove it was him, even though it was totally him, and it was like shortly after she got out of the hospital. Yeah, and stuff. He also tried to hire a hitman. And again, it was an undercover cop. (laughs) And it was because, and it wasn't that he wasn't being recorded or anything necessarily, but it was, he had mentioned it to a friend that was like, oh, what, what? I thought, oh, so you did attack your, like, what the hell? And his friend turned him in. Good. And they were able to, and that sealed the deal. It was like, okay, clearly you're not innocent in this. Right. Yeah. But yeah, so he also... you know, I bet that happens even more than we realize. Oh, yeah. The hitman sure. stuff. and Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mm-hmm. am so sure. So that's that story. You want another one? <laughs> of course. Got Always. Oh. So I was thinking about um, stories when you brought them up, and I'm thinking one that is a, a car accident one, but not as bad as the one Dana shared last oh, episode. Yeah. That was terribly traumatic but years ago again back in the archives of therapy I had a client come in she was in her 20s too young client and her um, mom had actually called and and scheduled the appointment and said she needs to come in I'm bringing her okay okay so um, the story was that she was in a car accident. She was rear-ended, and then it knocked her car. She's making a left-hand turn. It knocked her car into oncoming traffic. Okay. And so she got hit, like, a couple of times. Okay. And it totaled her car, and she had some injuries, not, not life-threatening, but she had, like, some really, like, whiplash and just, you know, but mm-hmm. she walked away from it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, so after... This accident, her anxiety got so bad that she refused to drive. And her mom was literally taking her to work and picking her up. And the mom was very accommodating for a while. Mm -hmm. And remember when we talked about um, trauma a couple episodes ago, we talked about it's really common for it to, um, you know, be kind of severe the after the effects of afterwards for at least a month or so, but if it goes longer, well, this had been like three or four months. Okay, so it had been long enough. Yeah, that clearly it wasn't getting better. Was, okay, mm-hmm. and so by this time, mom was just about ready to be done driving her. Mm-hmm. Okay, and actually, at her job, part of her job was um, driving people 
to and from doctor's appointments or to and from their employment. You know, she worked for a program that worked with um, kind of disabled adults or something. And, of course, she didn't drive her own car. She would drive the company car. But they just realized that she couldn't drive, so someone else was doing all of that, Mm -hmm. you know. So everyone was trying to accommodate her, but mom was finally done. (laughs) Mom was like, okay, we officially need to get this worked out. (laughs) So, um, you know, again, we looked at addressing you know, the, the anxiety that was right at the surface. But with this case, as there was just such a level of fear. And so just starting to dig and looking at negative core beliefs, she had this negative core belief that I'm not safe. And she had had this since childhood. And I won't get into all the background of how that developed. Mm-hmm. But this accident had just brought it to the surface. It oh. was like, you know, opening Pandora's box and mm-hmm. here it comes, you know. Yeah. And she could not get a handle on the anxiety. So we started actually in therapy just working with her negative core belief mm-hmm. and getting it turned around. You know, we had an episode on negative core beliefs and mm-hmm. how powerful they are. Yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. and this one was just snagging her. But this trauma is the thing that just like brought it to a head. Which Dove is, it over the edge. Mm-hmm. Yep. So finally she got to the point where it wasn't too long after we started working on negative core belief. I looked out uh, the window and she was driving herself to therapy. Oh, good for her. <laughs> I know. And I'm thinking, okay, we're, we're getting there. <laughs> we're gaining on it. Yeah, we're getting there. We're, we're slowly getting there, you know. But, mm-hmm. you know, again, it just played back into, um, you know, past stuff that traumas can uncover. Oh yeah. And mm-hmm. those freaking negative core beliefs. Yeah. They're the gifts that keep on giving. Aren't they? <laughs> Until we figure them out Until you figure and get them rid out. of them. Yeah. And then you got to be really careful that you don't get another one. <laughs> <laughs> don't come back. No. So anyway, that was that story. <laughs> I think we got time. If you have another one, I, we got time for one more. Oh, you guys like give, me to tell stories. I do. I do. Yeah. And if, you know what? If the listeners or get bored they turn us off that's right we we don't have a captive audience well, this is what we used to do going down the rodeo trail <laughs> i know i know that's why i know most of these stories uh-huh. but i can't remember all the, the little details yeah. of them so it's always fun for me to rem- reminisce and be like oh yeah yeah i remember that one and i like that one it's yeah. like the ones from the indian reservation oh yeah we might yeah. need a touch back on that again <laughs> <laughs> oh let's see what's another one I don't oh, know. It, yeah. <laughs> Actually, there's one um, that's kind of popping up that's about um, a little teenager. Okay. Yeah. So um, this gal, I'm thinking she was probably about, oh, she's junior high, so 13, 14. Okay. You know? Right. Just when life is really starting yeah. to kick you in the ass. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she wasn't in high school yet. But, um, and she was living with, uh, she's an only child living with grandma and grandpa. And the story is her mom and dad, um, got pregnant with her in high school. Okay. And the mom was really young, maybe 16, dad, 17. Okay. Okay. They were really young and, um, they never married. Yeah. Okay. Probably a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. And right 
you know, she was pretty little. I got the history mostly from the grandma, but just remembering she was still an infant and her mom. So was this grandma on the boy's side, side, the dad's side, the, the, the little boy's, boy side, the, the little boy side, yeah, <laughs> the which dad is kind of true. Yeah. The dad's side. Okay. So, um, this mom just left, like packed up and left. And she actually just left out of state gone, oh, gone. Like the legit ran away from uh-huh. her oh for years. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. And of course the dad was, you know, a 17 year old boy, um, he had no idea how to care for a baby, you know, and he was living with his parents. So they basically just became mom and dad. Mm -hmm. And it was interesting because he never really connected with her as a daughter. They were raising, it's almost like a sibling relationship. Yeah. That kind of makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So anyway, then years later, the mom comes back to the area and remarries. Okay. Okay. And she remarries a guy that has several kids. And one of his kids happens to be a girl that's pretty close in age to my client. So she had a stepsister about her same age. Okay. And unfortunately, this kind of turned into the Cinderella story. So did she start visiting the mom again Mm -hmm. then and having time? Yep. Yep. Real limited at the beginning. And then they, you know had no reason not to have her go over. And so she would end up spending more weekends and just kind of getting into a visitation schedule. Okay. Okay. And everyone was very accommodating to that, except that it was like everything she asked her mom for, the answer was no, but then the stepsister would get it. Oh, that is like a Cinderella uh, story. It is. Exactly. Oh, no. Yeah. And I remember her telling me, and she was just crying about a Christmas mm-hmm. where she just got this little gift and the other kids got just all these presents. And she was spending Christmas morning over there and had very little. Wow. Uh-huh. And it was like just the saddest thing. Okay. And so... When I saw her, the grandparents brought her in, the grandma, basically brought her in because she was just struggling at school. Her grades were bad. She didn't have friends. Presented as pretty depressed. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so we looked at, you know, dealing with her level of depression, but just hearing about her story, again, uncovering a negative core belief. And what came up for her was, um, I'm not lovable. Yeah. And I'm not good enough. And, you know, her life kind of proved that. Yeah. You know, and her grandparents were awesome. She had a great relationship with both grandma and grandpa. That's good. But she had this feeling of just rejection and abandonment from her mom and her dad, you know? Yeah. So anyway, um, we just started working on the negative core beliefs. One of the best things about this is throughout the therapy process she ended up writing her mom a letter Ooh. and gave it to her. Ooh. Uh-huh. That's and it fantastic. Was, it was. And it was a letter she worked on in therapy for a really long time, talking about how it felt to be her mm-hmm. and what her mom's behavior was like in the past and how it had impacted her. Mm-hmm. And actually, at the end, she told her mom, I'm really not interested in a relationship with you. You're toxic. Good for yeah. her. 
so the mom responded with kind of the, well, you know, I, I want this relationship to work and whatever. And she was just at a point where she was sort of done with it. Well, good for her. Yeah. She didn't and, have to. Right. And she had got strong enough to be able to set a boundary and just go, you know what? If you want to take me to lunch, I'll go to lunch. But I'm not really interested in spending the night. I'm not interested in doing family vacations with you. But if you want to, you know, spend some time with me, come and get me, spend time with me, take me back to my grandma's. And that's kind of the only interaction I want. I don't want to be part of the family where I'm not included. Good. I know. You know, we had a whole episode on purging toxic people and... Mm-hmm. What a valuable yeah. lesson for her to learn mm-hmm. so young. Right. And hopefully she'll be able now to anyone in the future, she'll be able to be like, you know what? Mm-hmm. You're toxic. Yeah. I'm actually not going to deal with you. Right. Yeah. Wow. So, That's awesome. Yeah. And so that was, it's definitely a, a trauma for that child. Yeah. In that environment. But one, again, when we were able to really kind of get a handle on and it had a good outcome. So you do actually help people. <laughs> oh, one or two. Weird. You know, yeah. I, I wasn't aware of this. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, B. You're welcome. You're welcome. So anyway. <laughs> well, I think that's enough stories. Fine. Because I could tell stories all day. You could. But I know. I think we'd lose listeners if we let you do that. <laughs> As long as it's not the same damn story. We've I'm, I'm that. keeping, yeah. don't worry, everybody. I'm keeping track. <laughs> you and like I said, I will totally replace her when she starts <laughs> reiterating the same thing. <laughs> Fine. Alrighty then. Okay. Well, I think that kind of wraps up this episode. But um, thank you for everyone that emailed in. and the Yeah, we do enjoy the emails. We They're do. fun. Yeah, yeah, they are a lot of fun. Yeah, we, we enjoy it. We can't get to all of them, but. No. Yeah. We pick a few. Yeah. We, we pick our favorites. Yeah. <laughs> no, but seriously though, thank you for the emails. We do read all of them and we mm-hmm. appreciate every single one. And if one of you ever writes in and we don't mention it for a while, please hit us up again mm-hmm. with it and right. let us know. Because we do try to respond to them if it's not on the air. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yep. But um, anyways, if you guys want to support our show, please rate and review um, and preferably, you know, like five stars, like a good rating. <laughs> we haven't had a bad one yet, but no, I'm just, we I haven't really, I'm just rating. not going to be okay with that though. If we get a bad one, we'll track you down. We'll track you down. <laughs> We're going to talk about you. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, thank you guys. And we will catch you next time. Oh.